0: Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. This is episode 15, part three of scholarships. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test taking strategies and tips. On this week's episode, we're going to dive into the interview. So now we've applied for a million scholarships. We've been named as a finalist on several. And we're now going to get an interview. And this is where it's going to be won or lost. So today's episode is going to talk about what you want to do in the interview. I'm going to tell you how to prepare for that interview. I'm going to tell you, I'll go as far as how to dress for the interview, and then what you should say or do during the interview and i'm going to talk about common questions that might be asked and we're going to talk about all those things that you need to prepare uh, to do to make sure you win now next week we're going to finalize or summarize all of the scholarship series and i'm going to talk about what not to do and i think many times you can learn more from what not to do than what to do, so we'll go through all of that next week as we finalize the scholarship series. And I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, I, I've gotten great feedback on these tips uh, with uh, what to do with scholarships and how to handle those. And uh, you know, it, it's it's a tough field. I'm, it's a tough process. It's scholarships is it's like navigating through this crazy crazy marathon it's like that steeplechase you ever watch i, I love track I, i've shared that my daughter clarity um that that i adopted is is just a great track athlete and so when i watch steeplechase man i go to these events the, it's just insane these people jumping over these barriers and splashing in water and, and i'm like wow that it's just crazy and that's the way this journey is you're gonna have a lot of barriers you're gonna you know crash and burn but you just brush yourself off, get back up and keep on going. And so I I think uh, this episode on interviewing is going to be a great one because most high school students have not practiced interviews. Most high school students don't know how to interview. And I can think back to some of my interviews that I had for scholarships. And I know that I know I lost a lot of interviews. I lost a lot of scholarships because of my terrible interviews. And then as I did more of these I got better at it and I also know that I know I won some because of great interviews. So in this episode, uh, we'll start breaking that down and hopefully I'm gonna be able to give you a lot of information that you can apply. So interviews are inevitable and whether you face them for scholarships, you face them for uh, clubs, organizations in college, or you're facing them for internships or ultimately your jobs we're going to have a lot of interviews and you should review potential common questions that you may be asked. You should consider those questions. You should formulate brief answers. I I would even write out a few bullets on how I might answer some of these common questions. And before I go into an interview, I would just kind of review those just kind of as practice and maybe have a friend ask you some of those questions uh, as practice before you started. So, let's just talk through before we get into any of those common questions or uh, even just briefly touching on how to answer some of those common questions. Let's talk about the very basics. Okay. I've got an interview coming up. What do I need to do before I ever even like get started, you know, to get ready or whatever. Well, first, we need to talk about what you're going to wear. It is crucial that you dress appropriately to the interview. Now I've interviewed hundreds and I will say a good rule of thumb is I've never interviewed someone who I said he was overdressed for the interview. I don't think you need to wear a tuxedo to an interview or girls don't wear your prom dress to the, to the interview. But I've never interviewed a student where I just thought, wow, he was way overdressed. Now I have interviewed a lot of students who I just thought, my gosh, I mean, did you even make an effort? So underdressing for an interview is definitely not the way to go. So here's kind of just some general rules. If you're going to have a scholarship interview, I think boys should wear a suit. I like a reasonable tie. I don't like craziness on the tie. Now, some people have criticized this. I've taught this for some time, and some people have criticized it, saying, hey, no, 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 that student needs to display his personality. And look, if, if that's kind of your thing, that's your mojo, whatever, all right, you do that. But just in general, the tie should be reasonable. The tie should just cover the buckle of the belt. The belt should match the color of the shoes. And I know some of you are like, my gosh, really, you're, you're going to... Yes, uh, we want to we kind of fit those standards. Um, let's you know go pretty normal with the brown or black shoes. I just say, I don't want what I wear to like distract or take away from the interview. So I just kind of like to be, you know, in, uh, in kind of just a standard formal attire to where I want the interview committee to focus on me and not what I'm wearing. That's just kind of a good, uh, you know, rule of thumb. And that's gonna, that's gonna help just keep it, uh, about my merit and not necessarily you know uh, what i'm wearing or whatever and and on the girl's side uh, i say the same thing i just look it's just you want to be conservative in what you wear to an interview you really don't want the you know your attire to draw away from your merit of what you're trying to present i say in general girls should wear business attire uh, like uh, you could wear a dress or you could wear a pantsuit i think either is appropriate um, the suit in general, should be dark colored. I like dark, solid colors for interviews, um, but that's not absolutely necessary. I, I would say the necessary thing is for the interview. I would avoid flashy and revealing clothes. I, uh, skirt should not be too short. Uh, they don't need to be too long either. But you know, just an inch or two on either side of the knee, I think, is a good kind of general rule there. Um, and you know, just just kind of think through that on how you know you're going to sit. So, if I'm sitting in an interview and I have a, a interview committee in front of me, I want to sit down and have, you know some some friends or relatives uh, you know, sit across and look at me and say, "You know, does this look appropriate?" When I sit, is this appropriate?" Okay, we want to avoid elaborate jewelry. Uh, we don't need anything too elaborate here. Again, you want the interviewer focused on your answers. Um, and, and a small purse is great, nothing wrong with that. And uh, you know, that, that certainly is acceptable. You want to ask questions. I, I think it's important for a student who's being interviewed for a scholarship to, to prepare good questions to ask at the end of the interview. Asking a question such as, when can I expect to hear something? that That is completely appropriate. So kind of have that in your back pocket. I found that when I interviewed students, students who asked a simple question at the end, something just like that, when can I expect to hear something? Even though I I knew for some students that was maybe a prepared thing, subconsciously, I, I liked that. And I, I, I it made me feel like that student had a genuine interest in our scholarship, that that student wasn't just there because mom made her go, Uh, So I like that. And I, I think that is appropriate. And I think it's the preferred way to handle a scholarship interview is to have some kind of question at the end or a couple simple questions, research, you should research as much as you possibly can before you go to a scholarship interview. So if it's a scholarship given by a company, I want to research that company. I want to research everything I can about that scholarship, that organization, Do, like, the more information you have, the better. If you can find out who's on the committee or who's interviewing you, learn as much as you can about him or her and his or her position or title or responsibilities. The more you know, the better you're going to be and the more confident you're going to be. So that's just some basics that we're going to do beforehand. I'm going to make sure I have appropriate dress for the interview. I'm going to make sure that I have a question or two prepared that I can ask at the end if it seems appropriate and the timing's right. But I'm going to have that in my back pocket and I'm going to do as much research as I possibly can about the organization, the scholarship. I want to know all about that scholarship. I want to know uh, if I know the people that might be on the committee. I want to know everything I can about uh, his position, about her title, her responsibilities, whatever. So as much as you can get that's great. All right. So you arrive at the interview and you come into the room. I'll talk about some of the don'ts of how, you know, what not to do when you come into the room. So let's just say that you're, you're seated, the committee's in front of you, they'll kind of introduce themselves and they're going to start. Now, the number one most common question uh, might be something uh, like, all right, tell me a little bit about yourself. Don't be shocked by this question, all right? Now really, a committee doesn't need to ask that because that committee named you a finalist and has your application for a reason. They already know a little bit about you, but sometimes that's just kind of an icebreaker question. So we always should start our preparation by practicing uh, an answer to tell me a little about yourself. This might be what we would call your elevator speech. Pretend you're on an elevator. Um, you're you're by yourself you get on an elevator and the door's about to shut oh someone steps in on the elevator with you and we're going to ride down that elevator and so we only have a little bit of time to talk and i want you to prepare a very concise elevator speech tell me a little bit about yourself have that prepared before you go you want to think through your strengths common in interviews for the committee to ask you tell us about your strengths you don't want to ramble answers need to be concise you need to think through beforehand maybe two of your key strengths that you want to emphasize you could do three you could do one but what are your strengths you want to have one really strong and have that prepared what is your biggest weakness there these are setup questions and committees love to ask setup questions so look you don't want to eliminate yourself and one way you can eliminate yourself is to take the bait what's your biggest weakness you go oh listen uh, I, i'm lucky to even be here today i, I have a hard time look my biggest weakness i i have a hard time being on time and uh, you know i lucky I made it here today. I'm sure glad I did. But yeah, I, my mom gets mad at me all the time because uh, I'm always late. And uh, listen, you don't want to do that. That's not going to be a positive for you. So when they ask a setup question like that, what's your biggest weakness? You want to turn those into positives. Answer with something like, I think I can accomplish anything. And because of that, I tend to overwork sometimes because I mean, I'll, I'll finish anything I start, you know, no matter how difficult it gets. And that's something I'm working on. I've got to make sure that I, I choose my battles. I can't do everything. So see how that answer changed from a negative into a positive. They may ask you like the superlative questions, like what is your greatest accomplishment and why? Again, you want to have a concise answer to that. Make sure you don't ramble, make sure that, you know, you're, able to, to, to say clearly what you did or what that accomplishment is. And don't finish your statement with so, well, I'm, I'm this, that, that definitely is my greatest accomplishment. So yeah, you, you don't want to do that. Just, and that is what I would say is my greatest accomplishment and just pause. So have that prepared. Who do you most admire and why? See, again, it's a superlative. You kind of got to think about that. Um, Who do you most admire and why? That should be prepared because that's such a common uh, interview question. You don't want to let that be a surprise. Identify conflict you've encountered and how you handled that conflict. Again, this is a little bit of a setup question. So you had a big problem look, you don't want to just rail on the other person. It's important that you identify what the conflict was and you identify how you handled it. And the committee knows you're not superhuman. Your answer doesn't have to be perfection. And the way you handle that conflict doesn't have to be perfection. But when you recognize that here's how I handled it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to improve in these areas. And, and this is something that I've identified as, as important that I've, I've got to do. They respect that. Identify a situation where you've taken a leadership role and how you handled that position. Remember what I said in the last episode. Leadership is not a title. It's an action. A lot of times students start trying to identify their leadership by their titles and we don't want to focus on the titles, we wanna focus on the actions. So remember that when you're answering anything about your leadership. And they may just say, do you view yourself as a leader or a follower, why? So just kind of think through an example. You, I view myself as a leader, here's why. And you can say that with an example. Now a great trick that you can use here is you know the key projects you wanna talk about. Maybe you listed three key leadership things on your scholarship app. You really wanna make sure that that third thing is discussed. This is a great time to get that third thing included. Do you view yourself as a leader or a follower and why? I view myself as a leader. I think I've shown that through many of my activities and I'd like to talk about one of those where I showed great leadership. And then you just go start talking about it. And it's a great way that you can make sure that that is included because what happens sometimes in scholarship interviews is the committee gets going on their questions. You are answering as we go. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, great. I'm so glad you came to the interview. We'll be letting you know, you know, in one week who we name as a winner and you leave and you go, my gosh, I never got to talk about that. Unbelievable project. So you want to try to uh, make sure those are included and you can do that with a little bit of preparation. All right, now I'm going to give you one of the greatest tricks. I mean, this would be one of the greatest interview hacks ever. And it's one that um, you you just got to do this. I had my daughter, Casey, do this. And it is a great way to win scholarships or win the interview. All right. So I talked earlier in, in the previous episode about projects you should do. And if you got the resource, scholarships.chadcargo.com, I talk about it in great detail in that document. I give you project examples. Let's say that you did the project that I talked about um, in the previous episode with you love horticulture. You're an FFA. You set up the raised bed garden at the elementary school. You plant some fruit trees and you start teaching the kids about uh, organic gardening, sustainable living. All right. When you do projects like that, you should always take pictures, take pictures of your projects. All right. So then when you come to the interview, here is the great trick. Before you go, you print the pictures. Now, listen, I'm not talking about just, you know, some digital, whatever. I want you to actually like, uh, go to your local Walmart or photo center or whatever, and actually have the pictures printed. When you come to the interview, you should always bring a portfolio with you. So just bring a little portfolio folder with you. In that folder, I would have a copy of your scholarship application because while you're waiting to go in, you wanna keep reading through that application. You wanna make sure you remember everything you put on there so there's no surprises. Remember how you worded it. Remember the numbers you put on there because we always use numbers in our descriptions you should also have the pictures in the portfolio. Okay, so here's the way it goes. As soon as you can include that great project in your answer or they ask you directly about it, you start answering, you get into your answer just a little bit, and then you just reach over and you open your portfolio and you pull out the pictures. You say, as a matter of fact, I brought these for you to see today. And you slide them across the table. And you say, these are pictures of me doing that project now what happens is is the committee will start passing the pictures around you'll keep talking about your project now if this is your big project this is your big thing you want to talk about it's going to take a little bit of time it may take a few minutes to go through all the details that you would like to discuss and you can make sure that some of those key details are covered in those pictures so you're even referencing and I gave you a picture there of me with the, the one kid that, you know, you can like, you know, start giving some details. All right. So they'll pass those pictures around. And then every time he'll slide those pictures back across to you. As soon as he does, you say, no, 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 I, I brought those for you. I, w- I want you to have those, those, uh, this is really important to me. This, pro- I want you to have those pictures. All right. So what happens next when you leave they not only have the memory of you, they not only have the great discussion of you and your application, now they have pictures of you. They have pictures of you doing that project. See, committees are made up of people with a lot of very variation in opinions. And what happens is, is there are some healthy spirited debates that take place on who should win. My goal is for that person who wants me to win be able to hold up my picture and say this one do you remember her do you remember when she told us a story about that project look at this is the one and so it 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 just brings you to life and it, it look i'm telling you it's one of the best things you can do my daughter casey did this she had an unbelievable project um casey um, my family, you know, because we adopted so many, my 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 daughter, Casey, is passionate about missions and adoption, and she's passionate about kids that are in foster care. And so she started a, a project uh, several years ago in honor of our adopted daughter from Congo, uh, who we named Clarity. Um, she started a project called Clarity's Cause. And Casey's goal was to go speak about kids in foster care and adoption and inspire people. Her her idea was, is that, you know, when she was a kid, she had a blanket and it was always her blanket. And her goal was that every foster kid uh, in our state would receive his or her own blanket. And no matter if she had to change homes, she would be able to take her blanket with her. And so Casey would go speak and she would use our family story and our missions work as examples. And she would tell that story. And then she would you know, ask people to partner with her and she would raise money and she would get volunteers and she would buy, you know, fabric and make blankets. And then she would go distribute those blankets uh, to organizations that work with foster kids or even herself. She would go distribute them to foster kids and foster families. It was an unbelievable project and she called it Clarity's Cause. And so when she went to her scholarship interviews, she would take pictures of her Clarity's Cause blankets She would take pictures of, she did a a project with one of the counties in Oklahoma where every foster kid from that county got a Clarity's Cause blanket. And she brought pictures of that. And when she told her story and she slid the pictures, that was impactful. And I've talked with some scholarship committee members. I I talked to one in particular that interviewed her. And he just told me, he said, look, when she did that, we couldn't believe it. He said, we just felt connected to her. And we are like, yeah. This is not something she's just talking about. This is something she actually did and it's real. And I, I think that is that is just a great strategy to show your projects are real. That you're, you're not just making this stuff up and you're not just like talking about something that you kind of did. It's no, here it is. So I would really encourage you to use the picture. Uh, use that picture hack, man. I'm telling you, you will be amazed at what that can do for you. So... Uh, There you go. I I definitely hope you do that. My goal is that uh, people will interview for scholarships and everyone that they interview will have listened to this and all of them will bring pictures. And I'm telling you, it'll be the toughest thing ever for that committee to decide who should win. All right, so you could be asked things like describe yourself 20 years from now, describe, you know, w- you know, four years from now when you're in college, you know, you graduate, you know, like what's your major? Why did you choose that? You know, you could have one of those setup questions on what could you have done better in high school? So think through that. Um, you know, uh, an interviewer might go, hey, um, so if I told you this interview was terrible, how would you respond to that? So just kind of think about, you know, uh, some of those setup style questions. And I know I keep coming back to that, but look, committees have to differentiate somehow. And typically the students that are applying for the scholarships, they're all really good. So they'll they'll try to draw things out that might allow them to separate you. All right, so you can also have those off the wall questions. You know, those, those things that just, you know, it's like, what, where did you come up with that? I remember I was in one interview, and the committee asked me this question. It, one of the girls on the committee, ladies on the committee, she just looked at me and goes, name one cartoon character that best describes me, and say why. I mean, I was like, what? And how do you answer that? So, I don't know. I My answer, I know you're wondering like, how did you answer that? I just kind of pulled this one out of the hat. I just said, well, I would say you remind me of Minnie Mouse, because Minnie Mouse, smiles a lot and is happy. You look like you smile a lot and you're happy. So I tried to make it positive and I think that question wasn't necessarily, you know, to you know, see if I had a great answer, it was to see how I handled an off the wall question and if I answered it at all. Let me just pause right here and say, it's okay to pause and think about your answer before you give it, okay? So, you know, if you get a weird question like that, you don't have to just rattle something off immediately. It's okay to just pause, just pause and think for a second. The committee expects that, and that is okay. So hopefully that gives you a quick rundown of some things that you might be asked, and I'm going to have all of this in the show notes, and I've actually got a lot more. Uh, I've got a lot of common questions that you might be asked in the show notes, and it, you know it would be probably be wise before you ever go to that scholarship Uh, interview to just get those notes, Um, you know, get to those show notes, go through each of those questions, practice, have someone ask you each of those questions and see how you respond to them. And if you do, you're going to be much better prepared. And that, again, that goes for scholarships. It goes for internships, jobs, all of it. Now, next week, we're going to dive into what not to do in the scholarship interview. And I've got a whole bunch of these What's really, uh, I, I would say it's cool about that episode, I don't know if it's cool, but a lot of them are actual things that happened when I was interviewing students. And so in all my years of doing this, I keep going, oh my gosh, don't ever do that. And so I'm gonna tell you what a lot of those are. And man, if, if you can take the preparation that we've talked about, so stepping all the way back to phase one, you find the applications, You get them organized, you apply for a million. Phase two, you're putting great things on the application. So we're doing projects. We're wording them in a way that they're read. Then we get to that phase three, the interview, and you're prepared for it. You're dressed appropriately. You handle yourself appropriately. You're prepared on all these common questions. And then you avoid next week's Episode list of what not to do, the way to lose in an interview your gold, all right? And so I really hope you'll make time to listen to the next episode. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna laugh a little bit together because I'm gonna talk about some things as soon as you're gonna go, oh my gosh, yeah, we can't do that. And some things you probably have never thought of. So I'm really excited to do that next week with you. Again, this this, this podcast comes out every Thursday. Subscribe to it on whatever uh, podcast app you like to listen to. You can go to podcast.chadcargo.com. You'll see all the past episodes. And you can also, again, see all the show notes there in your app or on podcast.chadcargo.com. Look, now is a great time to start studying for the ACT. The summer, you've got a little more free time. You're not tied down in your studies. This would be a great time to get a prep book and start studying. Now, if you go to my website, chadcargo.com, and you order my prep book, and we ship books all over the country, and we're shipping like every day. I mean, we get a lot of prep book orders. I'm gonna tell you right up front that it's a 541-page prep book, I believe. It's huge. Don't be overwhelmed by that. It's that cliche, how do you eat that elephant? It's one bite at a time. Don't try to do it all at once. But this summer, if you will just spend a little bit of time over you know, just a few days, I mean, just a little bit of time here, a little bit of time here, a little bit of time here, and then that grows into a few weeks, and then a couple months, you can really start shoring up weakness areas and preparing yourself for the ACT. So I hope you'll consider uh, getting uh, my prep book, Chad Cargill's ACT Prep. You can get it right off my site, chadcargill.com, and just start working through it. Episode, or just uh, you know, a lesson at a time. Um, and much of it is written in lesson format. Be intentional with your practice. You know, if you do a distance formula question, And you just go check your answer and you go, Oh man, I missed it. Okay, great. I tried it and you move on. You didn't accomplish much. But if you look at the explanations in my book at the back of the math section, I worked every math problem for you. And there's like 130 pages of math problems, something it's a huge number. There's a lot of problems at the back of the math section. I worked every problem for you and I typed out my steps. So you got to look at the explanations. That's going to be the key. That's when you're really going to start understanding why you got it right or why you got it wrong. Well, I hope you'll take time to go to Chad Cargill Workshop's Facebook page and leave any comments. I'll have this episode posted on there. Leave any comments or questions that you may have and I will answer them. I'd love to do that. And if on if, if on your podcast app, especially if you're using Apple Podcasts, if you wouldn't mind, just take time to leave a rating there. Hit that five star and leave a few words, even if it's just... Hey, great episode! Or I enjoy the podcast. Or this is great information. Even if it's just a few words, that would really mean a lot to me. And I'd like to read some of those on these episodes. Um, but leave a review if you would, and uh, that'll that'll help us uh, get the word out. And it lets people know that this is a good podcast that uh, you know people may want to you know dedicate a uh, half hour or so a week or whatever the length of the episode is. To, to listen to so I would really appreciate if you do that and again now we're adding workshops uh, all the time so go to calendar.chadcargo.com and you will find all of my workshops posted there i all over the place so uh, you can go on there and find those class hopefully there's one by you and if not uh, reach out to us and I'll make sure I get to you and uh, hopefully I'll get to see you next school year all right well I'm glad you joined for this episode And I'll be back again next Thursday. And next Thursday, we're going to talk about the way to lose the interview, what not to do. Hopefully, you'll find time to join for that episode as well. You guys have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon.